really cool night planned for you guys. Um, and we have a, a team of leaders that we'll be sharing. Um, so there's, there's a few people around that serve at Impact pretty often um, that are parents. Some of them to people your age. And that's really, really cool that there's people who spend all day with their kids or all evening most of the time and then still come and love on you guys. Um, and we're really, really thankful that um, people of different generations are loving you guys. Um, so as the lead team, we were thinking about this and praying about this and we really wanted you guys to hear from somebody other than us. Because a lot of the people that speak at Impact often are kind of one age, like we're in our 20s for the most part. Um, except for Chris, who shared last week, who's not quite in his 20s. His brain's in his 20s. Um, but Chris is one of the parents. So we actually have a parent panel tonight. Um, and each, yeah, you can cheer. So, woo! <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited for this for you guys because we've asked each of these leaders a question and it was, what did you wish you knew when you were a teenager? And that's something that I want you guys to hear. I want you to open your ears and open your hearts because these aren't, well, most of them, I don't think they're your parents. Some of you guys, maybe. A couple. Um, but for the most part, like, these aren't your parents. So they have a different voice, and they have a different voice than us. So I would encourage you to see what they have to say. Maybe they would have, a, like, a deep nugget for you that you can carry, and you don't have to learn lessons the hard way. You can learn through them. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to encourage you. There's, like, two ways to learn. One is by experience, by going through stuff. And the other is by learning from other people's experiences, which often hurts a little bit less. So let's do that tonight. Let's learn from other people's experiences. So we have a team. Um, I'll tell you who they are. And then you don't have to keep looking around the room wondering if they're going to speak. So we're going to start with Trisha. Woo, woo, woo. That's Abby's mom, if you weren't sure. Um, so we have Trisha and then Lucas Kaler, who you guys have heard speak. Woo, 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 woo. And then Mark, Mark Leibold, back there. Woo woo. And then Chris. So we get to hear from Chris two weeks in a row. So yeah, get ready. All right, so I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to invite Trisha up. Um, and I want you guys to really be open and ready to hear from them, okay? All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for every one of the students in this room, every one of the leaders in this room, and every one of the parents in this room. I thank you that you have called us here for right now. You have given each of the people that are going to be speaking a word for us. Help us to look for one thing, to listen for one thing that will stand out to us and change our lives. We're open to what you have to say. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Trisha, come on up. She's grabbing a tissue, getting ready for the tears. <laughs> awesome. So I'll let you take it away. Trisha has about five minutes. You got this. Thank you. Good evening. I think I know most of you, but if you don't know me yet, I'm Trisha. I have three kids that usually come to Impact. Two are serving now. One is serving too, but attending still. So, all right, I got asked to do this. Every part of me said no, but God said yes, so I said okay. <laughs> Only for him. 
I'll do it for him. So the question I was asked was, when I was a teenager, I wished I learned. Well, I wish I learned sooner. God has you in the palm of his hand, and everything's going to be okay. Wish I learned that sooner. I remember being a teenager. I know, seems like a long time ago. I'm just in my early 40s, so... Uh, Being a teenager is hard. So many choices, decisions to make, so many emotions. A lot is going on around you, on the outside, but also inside. I remember those days. Growing up for me, my parents divorced when I was about four years old. I was young. Constant struggle of going back and forth, and then them continuing to try to work on their relationship and constantly fighting. It was hard. My mom took us to church occasionally and believed that there was a God, but nothing really consistent. Long story short, my mom had a few more boyfriends and remarried two more times by the time I was 12. I didn't realize the impact that this would have on my life until I was married. Uh, But I, uh, oh, hold on. Anyway, looking back at my teen years, I was 14 when I actually met Jesus for the first time, really knowing that I could actually have a full relationship with him. It was, it was after a hard move at the end of grade 8, my mom decided we should move to Mount Forest a few, an hour or so away. Uh, I met a few people that, that summer, and they told me about a fun youth group on Friday nights at the Pentecostal Church. So I thought, heck, I'll, track, I'll check it out. Let's go for it. Meet some friends. Um, I really enjoyed it, and I started to attend the church also on Sunday mornings. I was so hungry to learn more about Jesus and his unconditional love. It was truly amazing. It filled me like I've never felt before. I wanted more of him, and I would walk to church by myself most Sunday mornings if I couldn't get my younger brother, who was a year and a half younger than me, to come with me. He did often, and also to Friday Night Youth Group. But that's also where I met my best friend and my future husband. God is so good and always faithful. I got more involved in youth group and leadership, and when the church doors were open, you would find me there, because I always wanted to be there. The next two years were tough at home, even though my relationship with God was growing. I ended up moving out at age 16 with a family from our church. I got myself into counseling and reached out and found where my biological dad was, since we hadn't seen him since I was about 9 or 10 years old, mostly due to my parents' constant fighting and police and courts getting involved, but that's a different story. I wrote him a letter, and somehow it got to him. He was thrilled to hear from me. He recommended, sorry, we reconnected and walked through a lot of hard stuff, and we still have a really great relationship to this day. It's been difficult and a long road, but I'm happy to say I also have a good relationship with my mom today as well. God is faithful, gracious, and love. He is love. He's taught me to extend grace and love, not just to my parents, but into all of my relationships. Your youth can be hard at times, but it also can be really wonderful. It's a time to search and see what God has for you. I encourage you to give yourself to him. Lay everything at his feet. You don't have to be a product of your past. God can, be, God can and will redeem you, and you can change your family pattern and give it to God for his glory. This is true for me, and it can also be true for you. I don't know all your circumstances or what your home life is like or what you've done in the past, but God loves you no matter what. I declared it as a teenager over my life in all areas that I was going to make a difference and change some patterns in my family life. So Mark and I have been married now for 23 and a half years. And I'm, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that God, brought, that God brought Mark into my life. I'm not perfect. He's not perfect. But our God, he's perfect. 
Amen. We have, we have promised to keep our eyes on God and continue to walk the path that he has put before us together through whatever comes our way. We know we have the Holy Spirit's help. We will climb the mountains together. We'll walk through the valleys and continue to include him in every area of our lives with every decision we make. God is our source and our strength through it all. So when I was a teenager, I wish I learned sooner. God has you in the palm of his hand, and everything's going to be okay, and all things trust in him. A few verses that came to my mind while I was writing this, Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And Ephesians 3.20, now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. So whatever you're facing, trust God, trust God, give him everything. He loves you immensely and has good plans for you, better than you can even ask or imagine. Thank you for listening, guys. Thank you, Tricia. That was amazing. I'm like writing down notes like crazy. I just love that. God has me in the palm of his hand and everything will be okay. That's beautiful. Thank you, Tricia. All right, Mr. Kaler, Mr. Lucas. I don't know why I'm calling you Mr. Come on up. Here you go, sir. Thanks. So here we go. Um, so what I learned I, later in life that I wish I had learned when I was a teenager it's something very, very profound and deep, and you're going to be amazed with that. <laughs> that winning is better than not winning. <laughs> okay? I'm a very competitive, comp competitive person. I like to play games. I like to win. If I, can, if I know a game, a game that I can't win, I'm probably not going to play it. <laughs> um, so... You know that feeling that you don't get into something if you can't get that right? You can't be perfect in something? Um, yeah, I, I'm quite like that. But there's something other than just like games and this kind of competition life. But let's, let's get to it. Paul wrote something one day that um, I can read the, ver the, the verse for you. He wrote something like that. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do fight like a boxer beating the air. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave. Now, one thing that's very easy to do is to grow up saying, Hey, I don't want to be like that person. I don't want to do like he does. I don't want to do like she does. I don't want to raise kids like she does. I don't want to run my finances like other people do. I don't want to study the way they do. I don't want to do... So it's so easy to say what you don't want to do and what did not win for you. Right? It's so easy to navigate life through that path. And it's so hard to define what the win is for you. And it was hard for me to define it. And I thought it was, I had that all figured out. So the win for me is to 
well, I was 15, 17, maybe I can find a girlfriend and um, maybe when I'm 20, I'm going to get married and then 25, I'm going to have kids and then I'm going to have a nice job and I'm going to have a nice house and, and that's it. And then you get married and you think like, okay, so what's the goal of being married? It's to not get divorced. No, that's not a good goal, guys. That's not a good goal. To death, you know? Before death, no. No. No, you, it's, not, it's not that. You can't, you, can't, you can't go that way. What's the goal? What's the win in being married? What's the win in raising kids? So there are two things that at home we came as our win as married person, people and as parents. One is, as a couple, we want to be there, uh, to be where the other person is. Oh, so cute. No, but it's real. Because there's so many people that get, get married and later on they, they just like prefer to be at work instead of going home and being with their, their spouse. Um, and it really is hard for me to be away from my family. I'm going to have a, a trip now to Brazil for 10 days. And I'm going alone to be with my mom. And I'm happy, but I'm suffering a little bit because my wife is not going with me. And, you know, it's, it's, we, really, we really are at home when we're together. And the other thing is, children, who want, we want children to want to be with one another and with us when they no longer have to be. That's our goal. That's our win with our kids, if we can raise them that way. Um, and I can tell you of other like, wins that I learned later in life that when I was younger, I didn't figure that out. I just tried to avoid being something or about, avoid doing things, but I couldn't figure out who I wanted people to think what, like how people could think good things about me. How um, sometimes when you think about a person, you think of a word, right? So he's such a nice person, or he's like a whiner, or right? So it's very hard. And we, when we, we think about someone, we think about a word, and when people think about us, they always think about a word too. What are the words that you want people to think when they think about you? What, 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 what is the legacy? What is the story you want to be able to tell when you're older? You can only create this now. The things that you, you define as a goal, as a win now, are the things that are going to define what people will think about you later because that's the story that you're writing, Right? And if, if we're just like pep talk about a, like life goals and, and a TED show here, that, that's good. That's good for everybody. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian or if you're not a Christian, right? But remember what Paul was saying about running and getting to something? So if you're a Christian... Paul also said, everyone who competes in the games goes into um, strict training. 
And they do it to get a crown that will not last. So you can prepare your life as a win for you. You can get the wins that you want, maybe. You can define your wins. You can define your goals. But think thoroughly about that. What is the kind of goal that will not just last as something, as a crown for this life? Back then, the crowns were made of the, the leaves, right? And what's the goal in that? You get that, you're a champion, and then a few days later, that fades and that goes away. That was the crown that they got. Which crown can you get that's not just about this life, that will define who you are and define how people will think words about you? So win is better than not winning, right? And just define the wins for your personal life, your relationship with your parents, with your friends. And um, try, to, try to look at that as something that you have to work on. Okay? Thanks. Thank you. I've never heard somebody articulate a message like that. That was really unique. That was really cool, Lucas. Thank you. Winning is better than not winning. Um, awesome. Thank you. So I'm just like processing out my, what are my goals now. Cool. Um, all right. Next up is Mark. Mr. Mark Leibold. Come on up, sir. My crew is big and it keeps getting bigger. It's for Jesse. <laughs> so things I knew or things I wish I knew when I was a teen. <laughs> I could feel that iPhone aimed at me, Abigail. I wish I knew how much my Atari would be worth now. I wish I knew those baseball cards I threw out, what they'd be worth. I wish I knew tie-dye would have come back into style. I wish I had known that those records that we burnt we should have kept that vinyl. I wish I had known that my grandpas would both die and I would miss them. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> How do you put this into five minutes? Um, I wish I knew what love was. I know now. It tells you in your Bible what love is, but I can't put that in this five minutes. But I'll tell you that lady that was up here first, we figured out what love is. <laughs> it's a commitment. It's a choice. But again, I only have five minutes. I'm 43 years old. Who here is 12? All right, so I'm three and a half times your age. And Jesse back there, he's going to be 21 this year, I believe. So I'm twice as old as he is, plus one year. I wish I knew when I was young that old people are just young people in old bodies. Okay? So Jesse and I back there, 
we still like to have fun. Yeah, we do. We have feelings, we have dreams, we have hopes. We worry about the future. We want to be loved. We don't want to be judged. We want to love Jesus well, and we want to go to heaven. Before I came here tonight, I'm like, do I tuck this shirt in? Do I not tuck this shirt in? I'll wear Austin's shoes so I know I'm at least in the right era. I had a chain on my belt, and my daughter's like, you don't need to look like a biker. And I'm like, I am a biker. What, what am I supposed to do about that? I can't change it all. I'm probably not going to lose 30 pounds before I get here tonight. I don't want to be judged, and neither do you. You want to be loved. Here's what I know. God is sovereign. He's in control. He doesn't make mistakes. He knows who we are. He loves us, and everything is going to be okay. How do I know that to be true? I met that lady back there when she was 14. Don't give ages. <laughs> I wish I had known that before I got up here. I was 15. Five years later, we got married. Yeah, yeah, I do the math on that. Um, three years later, we had our first child, which was Austin. Two years after that, we had this beautiful girl over here. And a few years after that, three after that, we had this guy back here who I'm glad was not involved in that chair thing that we were doing earlier because I think people would have been hurt. So how do I know? At 27 years old, right before we had Broxton, I broke my femur in six places. That's the bone between your hip and your knee. It took me two years to learn how to walk again. Um, and during that time, we saw God repeatedly, time after time after time, show up, pay our way, give us things we didn't deserve, and show us that he loves us. And after that time, I put a stake in the sand. This is something... I don't even know where I am in my time. I have a couple of minutes. When things in your life happen and you know God put it into play, put a stake in the sand, okay? And keep climbing. And when you know God spoke to you, put another stake in the sand and keep on moving towards him. Keep on moving forward. And the next time something happens, write it down. Put a stake in the sand. Because when the enemy grabs you by the ankles and starts dragging you back, you need something to grab onto that you can say, you can never take this experience away from me. You can never take this experience away from me. You can never take this experience away from me. And you start climbing back up. You don't give up. You serve a sovereign God. And without serving a sovereign God, nothing else matters. Nothing. Two verses that came to my mind because I was thinking about age and man, when you go back to the emotions of your teen years and try to pull stuff out, it's tricky. Trisha and I went through some crazy things in those years. Acts 2.17 In the last days I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Have you heard that from Abby? 
your young men will see visions. I don't know, Brock. Have you seen them? I don't know. And your old men will dream dreams. What does that say? Your sons and daughters, your young men and women, and the old men will dream dreams. Pretty much covers it, doesn't it? We're all in this together. We all serve the same God. And we love you guys desperately. And I don't know if you know that. There's, if you need anything and you think Trish and I can help you, you reach out to us in any way that you can because we will be there for you. We're not perfect people. We fall down just like everybody else. But we will be there for you. 1 Timothy 4.12 says, Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. But set an example for the believers in these ways, okay? Here's how you set an example so that nobody will mock you for being young or look down on you. You be an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. We love you guys. Thank you, Mark. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you, Mark. That was amazing. I just love the heart that you guys carry for loving each other and loving, for, loving this community, our students. Chris Mitchell, the man. Come on up. Amen. Hallelujah. I wrote nothing today just because I wanted to keep it down to five minutes. Just kidding, I have something right here. All right, all right, okay. So, yeah, I'm with you on the baseball cards and everything there, big guy. You know, I broke a lot of records too. They weren't mine, but shouldn't have broke those. So, you know, when you get a question like this, you really dig deep, hey? You're like, whoa, I'm going down memory lane. I don't know if I really want to go there. I didn't like that too much now. You're like realizing how much you did and you didn't want to do, but you did anyways, right? You guys will, you guys will get it when you're standing here. Good luck. All right, so when I was a teenager, I wish I learned not to listen to the enemy, okay? I wish I, I wouldn't have listened to the enemy. What do I mean by that? I wish I knew to be confident in myself, seeing myself as God sees me instead of getting approval from my peers. You know, I would look at my friends for acceptance, okay? Listen to this. No, but none of you guys do that, do you? Okay. I, I, I know, I was one of those ones, I guess. So I, I thought being alone wasn't okay, right? Have you ever been there? If you're alone, all of a sudden something's wrong. Something's wrong with you or something. That's how I felt. I thought if I was not with my friends all the time, it meant that, you know, they've planned something without me and they didn't want to hang out with me. <laughs> Generally, that's not true, guys. For real. It's not. If, if any of you thought of that. Probably not. My thoughts when I was a teenager weren't confident thoughts of myself. I wish I would have known what I know now that I didn't have to get my approval from friends and my approval only from God. Amen? God loves me no matter what. Guys, listen. Like, 
you nailed the ha- like you nailed that nail right on the right on the head there. Man, God loves you guys. We love you. But until you understand that, we don't act like it. See, I went through my te- my my teens, my high school life, thinking that my only approval in life was for my friends. How shallow is that? Like that, it goes nowhere. I would literally like that was one of my that that was a fear in my life is to be alone. I hated it, but I never knew that I wasn't alone. And God is always with you. Listen. If you guys want to know something, you are never alone. And you don't have to seek approval from your friends. There's only one you need approval from, and he's already approved. Approved. You guys? Yeah. Approved. All right. I wish I knew. Listen, I wish I knew God had a plan for me. I thought my friends had the plan for me. They don't. They don't. Listen, your friends don't have the plan. God's got the master plan. I said, God's got the master plan. Okay? Jeremiah 29, 11. I didn't think I had a favorite verse, but it seems like every time I'm up here, I say this verse because it's a good one. Amen? Can I get an amen? Amen. Can I get an amen? All right. So uh, I'm going to preach this last verse, okay? Because I wish I knew, I knew that God had a plan for me because I would have, mm, 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 mm. you know, because when I learned that God had a plan for me, I found my wife. Amen. I got direction. Hallelujah. I didn't have direction before, but when I found God, I had direction. Amen. He had a pathway for me. Jeremiah 29, 11. And I'll be done. I promise. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. If you read your Bible at all, it's all he talks about. Love. Peace. Holy Spirit. He's with you. Never leave you, nor forsake you. He's the end, the beginning, the middle. Amen? He's got a future and a hope for you. See, I didn't know I had a future, and I didn't know I, my future was the next day. I was like, man, if I could live the next day, I'm, I'm good. That'll be another story for another night. To give you a future and a hope. Then, listen to this, then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. Man, I wish I knew that God would listen to me when I was a teenager. Man, I wish I knew. But now I know when I open my mouth and pray to my God, he hears me. And more importantly, he loves me. So I can go to him now as an adult, and I wish I knew this when I was a teenager, I can go to him for my acceptance. Amen? Thank you, Chris. I don't know where you just went. Um, Awesome. Man. Isn't it great that we have such amazing leaders that love you guys so much? Like, that right there could carry you for a long time, the things that we just heard from these leaders. And I want to encourage you, if there was one thing that stood out for you, pull out your phone, write it down. Because that's one of the stakes in the sand is when God speaks to you, write it down, because then you can look back and remember where he's brought you.